Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Panic, And we've got a preview of the Giants' biggest game in a long, long time. Sunday night football. Two teams who have the same exact record. Two teams fighting for two playoff spots, the sixth and the seventh wildcard spot. Justin, this game, it comes down to this. Like, the Giants making the playoffs, and do not discount what all that means. I don't care if, oh, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. That's not kind of stuff matters. The Giants' chance at making the playoffs comes down to this game. Like it really comes. Like this game changes it. If you lose, it feels like they're 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 most likely not going to make it. If they win, you're feeling really confident that they're going to make it, and it would take some choking uh, to make it. You know, so let's win this game, Justin. There's the Giants have to win this game. They tied it two weeks ago. Let's win it this time. Hey, Jack. Hey, Bobby Skidder. Hey, everybody. What is going on? I haven't been waiting all day for Sunday night. I have been waiting years for a relevant Sunday night football game in the month of December. You know, a screwed up thing is that 2020. That was a big game. because we Yeah, were I don't like know playing. why everyone's acting like 2020. Didn't We didn't have relevant football. Like the last game of the year, we were watching Sunday night football. On pins and needles, and, no, and I, it, it, I don't, the, I don't need people pretending that like you didn't care back then. But anyway, no, I mean we we cared, but I mean that twenty twenty season's just so weird. Since you know you, you live a very different fan experience than I do because I'm in the seats for every single home game. So that twenty twenty season was a weird season because every home game, like I, I, my butt wasn't in the seat. So uh, yeah, man, but the, just. It's a huge game. I mean, you, you already you already outlined it, and I love Sunday Night Football, man. I, I I really do. I mean, think back to some of our favorite memories as Giants fans over the last 15, 20-ish years have been on Sunday Night Football. I mean, think back to 2008, uh, Derek Ward with the big run in overtime to have home field advantage for those playoffs of that really, really good season. Think back to 2011 against uh, the Cowboys, twice against the Cowboys in 2011. JPP blocks the field goal. Victor Cruz up the left sideline at home. We're dancing at MetLife Stadium, and we're going to the playoffs. And then, of course, the magic of 2016 of Odell Beckham Jr. taking those slants against the Cowboys. Dude, some of our best memories as Giants fans have come on Sunday Night Football. Mikey, let's make another memory. Yeah, again, the right now the Giants, we, we're recording this before the Seahawks 49ers game, so that could make us feel a little better. But, you know what, the Lions 
The Lions, if they beat the Jets on Sunday, there's a good chance they can go like 4-0, 3-1 in these last four games. So you can't forget about them. So the Giants essentially have to go 2-2, two and two, but one of those two wins has to be this Commanders game. Because if you don't win this Commanders game, they one, you lose the tie, you're one game behind them, but then you also lose the tiebreaker with them. And it just becomes a lot. So, uh, And this is a divisional game. We have not won a divisional game. 0-2 versus the Cowboys, 0-1 versus the Eagles, and then the tie with the Commanders. Justin, before we get into this episode, this episode is brought to you by some special people, um, part of part of the community, um, and I hate the new Patreon app. It really annoys the crap out of me. Um, they're brought to you, so we talked about Joe Lagrippo. Like hours later, Paul Lagrippo joined. So um, that's his brother, huh. Maddie Smithwick. Oh, Maddie Smithwick. James Rivers. River. River. Do you know what river means in football? It's a play. And it just means you're switching the side of the play. Nope. So if you're if it's a run to the right, you, you know, river calls. We're just go other side of the river, and then just Richard, old Dick, Justin. Who are these people? Mikey, tell us. Uh, tell us uh, who brought us today's episode. He's speechless. That's how much he's thankful by our Patreon members. Patreon.com/slash Talk Giants. Two dollars a month plus some other tiers. He get to hang out with us uh, while we record the shows live. I gave some private information on Mikey's full name before the show started to our patrons, so they got to know that. Uh, Bobby Skinner will send you some stickers, magnets in the mail, and there's some other tiers twice a month. There's also uh, some shirt raffles, too. Patreon.com slash Talk Giants. Thanks for our patrons. All right, Justin, let's talk about the Giants' offense, and obviously this is a lot of recall from that Commander's game. In that game, Daniel Jones went 25, and the Commanders haven't played a game since, so there's nothing new about them. DJ went 25 of 31, 200 yards, a touchdown and interception, 12 carries for 71 yards, and he had a 50-yard drop in that game. He played really, 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 really well, and coaching and the running game let him down in that game. Coaching and the running game let him down in that game. And this is a game, you know, I was looking at some numbers, and it's like, you know, we're, we're, we got four games left in the season, Justin, and it's like we've got a good sample size where... I'm back in like the defend Daniel Jones game, you know, and that doesn't mean that I think he's like the a superstar. He's going to be the best of the best. But you know what? Daniel Jones is a pretty good quarterback, and he's shown that this year with bad wide receiver play and bad O-line play, playing well under pressure. And you know what? There needs to be more, more put on his plate. And that doesn't, and again, that does not mean just running and gunning, going crazy, but especially versus commander's team, because this commander's team likes to play out of like two high shells, but Versus the Giants, on first down, they will stack the box. They are going to stack the box. And guess what? DJ, on first down versus the Commanders, was 11-12, 143 yards. You know what his one incompletion was? The Darius Slayton drop. On play action on first down, he was 5-5, five for five, 85 yards. They went out to stop the run, and you had four negative runs on first down. This is it has to be a game where you let, like, drop it, let Daniel Jones drop back and play football. Okay, because honestly, outside of Andrew Thomas, he's your second best offensive player right now is Daniel Jones. So put some on his plate. Again, doesn't mean we have to have these long developing plays and asking Hodgins and Richie James to do all this. But do plays that you're comfortable with, but put the game in Daniel Jones' hands early. I'm currently calculating Daniel Jones' completion rate when he's played in Washington. 
67.5%, and his overall completion percentage just when playing Washington is 70.4. He has a QB rating of 101.5, and when you take out his home games against Washington, I believe it goes even above 101.5. Daniel Jones plays very, very well against Washington, and then specifically when he plays in Washington. I mean, his first game in Washington was 28 for 42, 352 yards, five touchdowns. I think that's probably like his best statistical game of his, of his entire career. Lo and behold, that was the Andrew Thomas Bowl. Lo and behold, that was the last time the Giants offense has scored 30 points. December 22nd, 2019. Um, it would certainly be a nice and pleasant surprise if the Giants offense can score 30 points for the first time since then. I'm not banking on it, but man, uh, do we need a near-perfect performance from Daniel Jones this game because nothing else is seemingly going right in this Giants offense right now, most notably the running game, and I'm not predicting that it's suddenly going to get better today. Or no, and, and, and that's one of my bullet points, is guess what? You're not a good handoff team anymore. Like, the rushing totals will still be good because Daniel Jones adds a lot of rushing yards and has put up more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley over the last four weeks. But you are not a good handoff team anymore. So stop playing like it, okay? And stop acting like play action is going to work off of it anymore. You can run play action on first down, on second and shorts maybe. But we went through the last game where they ran the second and seven. They were running play action on third and five. On second and 13s, they were running play action after after loss of yards. And guess what? The commanders are not going to bite on that. Like, they like to play from that too high shell. So if they get you in a second and 13, they're not going to be biting on play action. They're not the Chicago Bears. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, and like this, one of the best this, players in football, Bobby, Andrew Thomas. Now, this isn't just to totally excuse Andrew Thomas for, for allowing these two sacks on play action, but... One of the best players in the NFL, and the one thing that has gone consistently, consistently right every single week on your offense, your left tackle, two of the three sacks that he's allowed this season have been on play action because these defenders are not buying it anymore. No, and and, and play action, and well, the, the, actually, the last week was on first down, but the like the Micah Parsons one was like a it was a second down with six minutes left in the game, down two scores, and guess what? And second and third down, second and seven plus. And third down play action, just any third down, it could be a third down and two. They averaged three point seven yards per play, and that was that was on on uh, thirteen plays first. Then now, like oh, three point seven is not horrible. It's surely not good, but it's not horrible. But you're looking to get chunk plays. Take away Daniel Jones' successful scrambles on those plays because that's not part of like Daniel Jones scrambling is just him exceeding the scheme. Nine plays for six yards. Less than a yards per play unless Daniel Jones was able to take, take it off and scramble, which was, you know, like 50 yards. So it's not going to work. So stop at, you know, like don't make Daniel Jones have to go over and aboard just to score 20 points. Because that's what he did in this commander's game. You know, he had six incompletions on 31 throws. One of those incompletions was a 50-yard drop. He had 71 rushing yards, more than Saquon Barkley in that team. He went over and above in that game. And still, they only scored 20 points. So the scheme this week, the the play calling, the plan has does not have to be for like a perfect running game. Because again, the running game is not good. And guess what? If you're worried about, hey, this this front for the Commanders and specifically on the inside is really good. And what's the Giants' biggest weakness on offense? The interior offensive line, right? And that's a weakness. So you say, well, they like to play a little more conservative because of that. Guess what? That's leading to more negative plays in the run game. Okay, one, you're not a good handoff team anymore. You're not. At one point in the season, you really were. You're not that anymore, but it leads to negative plays. 
There was four, ne- you know, negative runs versus the Commanders in that game, and it puts you like uh, behind the the sticks. Allow DJ to throw on first down. When you get second and two, hand the ball off. When you get second and four, hand the ball off. Allow DJ to throw on first down. Where guess what? If Jonathan Allen gets his, you know, whips Mark Lewinsky's ass, which will happen in this game. He could check it down to Saquon. He could check it down to Daniel Bellinger. And don't let those plays become second and 12s when Jonathan Allen beats Mark Lewinsky and Saquon Barkley doesn't get any yards. Yeah, what kills me about that last Washington game, Bobby, is awesome. The Giants were down 10 nothing. They eventually come back and take the lead. They were up 20-13 to with 11 and a half minutes left in the third quarter. And Washington doesn't tie the game until there's a minute left in the fourth quarter. They had all that time, all that time. And the defense was doing an awesome job too. Defense gave them all that time. And the Giants offense had all that time to even just put a field goal on the board. And they just could not do it. And they didn't even turn the ball over during that span either. They turned the ball over early in the game, which caused them to get down 10 to nothing. So, um, you know, I'm not expecting in a... An aggressive offense, and I don't even think that's kind of what we're advocating for, but we're advocating for balance. We're advocating for balance. You know, the reason why we're talking about, you know, maybe straying away from the play action a little bit on, on early downs is because it's 65% of the Giants' early down passing attempts have been play action. We want more balance for the Giants' offense, and I don't think that's a bad thing to advocate on any team in the NFL despite your deficiencies. Also, there's only so many things you can run out of play action uh, for the Giants right now, there, or there's at least only so many things the Giants are running out of play, act, running out of play action. So teams know what to look for. You know they know. Hey, watch Richie James motion to one side, and then when the play action happens, he's going to come you know behind the offensive lineman to into the flats. You know they're going to run those. Uh, you know the deep, the deep post and then over. You know those th- or they'll you know they'll run stuff off. So teams know what you're trying to run out of those. And again, you saw it in that game when they were running play action versus the Commanders. I put I put some of it on on social media. The linebackers were bailing. Like they, like the ball has the play action fake has not even happened yet, and the linebackers are bailing and getting back because they know when the Giants yeah. are getting. Into Which that actually led to it actually led to some running lanes for Daniel Jones too, because if they're if these linebackers are just bailing and they're you know they're they're going back in coverage, they're flowing to wherever these receivers are going, it it actually did lead to some running lanes for Daniel Jones. And even the the fumble that he had, that wasn't a scramble. That was kind of just like a read option. But it was kind of like misdirection with some pulling guards on the backside. I think, did you call that a trap? It looks like a like a trap play. I don't want to get that. I, I'm definitely wrong on that, though. No, um, no. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, yeah basically. Um, and I'm not saying to abandon play action. But the last game, like, it was silly. How much play action they're running and play action out of, again, second and seven. You know, there was uh, on second and third down, there was there was 14 play action plays on second and seven plus and third down. Like those are not play action downs. No, they're not running downs. No, but uh, so, you know, we're all, you know, we're talking about how the running game isn't that effective right now. But I think the running game with Daniel Jones can be effective. It was effective against Washington. Um, last, you know, the last time that we played him two weeks ago, it's a shame that Daniel Jones had that fumble. And then just historically, when Daniel Jones has been in Washington, Daniel Jones has had a lot of success running the ball too. So let Danny dime by throwing him the ball and then also let him, uh, let him roll a little bit too. Let him run around. So like everyone runs these two high sh- like safeties in the NFL now. Right. And it's like, it's supposedly to stop the big play, but unless you're like the way the Packers play it, 
I think, it, especially if you're a team like the Giants, because you're not attacking down the field all the all the time. So guess what? They're not just going to, like, unless you, again, like the Packers did, just going to let you get that stuff underneath like crazy, right? Like, they want to stop that too. But when a team like the Commanders, and it seems like the Commanders more than most teams, they'll get in those two high shells, and then they'll play aggressive out of it. And guess what it leads to? It leads to Darius Slayton wide-ass open down the field. So take advantage of that, to, uh, uh, of that. Like, get them, like, bait them with stuff, and that's going to leave Darius Slayton wide open. It's going to leave Isaiah Hodgins wide open. Because guess what? They're not just going to let you get over routes all all day, all day underneath those safeties. They're going to bite, and they're going to jump. And it, the commanders seem to do it more than most teams that the Giants have played the last couple of years. Um, and so, you know, take a, you know Darius Slayton dropped versus the commanders week three last year. The Jake from the Darius Slayton touchdown was the same exact concept in the, the last game of last year. The Darius Slayton... All these Darius Slayton plays. But guess what? You can even do that stuff with other guys. So, you know, those type of things are going to be there. And if Darius Slayton drops one, don't be, don't be, this is why you can't do it. No. That's the reason why you do do it is because guess what? Not every play is going to go perfect. Take chances and create chunk plays. Because guess what? The commanders, the Giants scored two touchdowns last, last uh, game versus the commanders. You know what they were off of? A Darius Slayton 55 yard pass and yep. then a turn, and then a turnover in the red zone by the commanders. Yep, that's where and the was, two touchdowns came off of. And I was about to say, like, everybody criticizes Darius Slayton for the drop against Commanders. Well, there was a fifty-five yard catch that set, you know, that ultimately set up a score. I mean, I, I've been, I've been talking about explosive plays since twenty twenty, and I feel like I'm going blue in the face talking about how important they are. And I, I, I would like to think that this coaching staff does understand the importance of them. Um, at least this year, it's just not happening in practice. So, um, those are my thoughts on. The Giants offense, Bobby. Daniel Jones, da- b- biggest game of his career. How many times have we said that? But this is this is kind of true. Truly is it. But it's the biggest game of career for a lot of guys. Um, on the defensive side for the Giants, I'm interested to see how Wink changes from two weeks ago. Because this was the game where Wink Martindale ran the most two high coverages he did all year versus the Commanders. And that was 49%. Now, he did have Zion Gilbert playing. Um and but they still blitzed a ton in that game, you know, and it created one on ones and allowed us to get pass rushers on them. So I think we're gonna see a lot of different blitzes things. I don't think the commander's O line is great at handling it, but I think if there's one emphasis you have this week is contain Heineke in the pocket. Because Heineke out of the pocket is when the commanders got their big plays. You saw it on the fourth down, you know, Curtis Samuel. Uh, play like those are where Heineke will kill you is those plays because he's good at escaping and we we talked about that a lot on the preview pod two weeks ago yeah I mean at least the commanders coaches I'm not saying the player you know the commanders are coming off a bye so it's not like the commanders players have also been you know crunching film for the last two weeks either but at least these commanders coaches have had two weeks to kind of look at you know what what went wrong offensively for them against the Giants and one of the things that I pointed out after that commander's game is look at how many untouched pressures you know wink martindale forced i mean there were 10 qb hits the giants had um against taylor heineke two weeks ago that has to be the most that the giants have had um through any game so far this season or at least it was 
how through how many different players. There were three different players with two, with three or four different players that had two plus QB hits, and then like Leonard Williams had had one as well. So a lot of players got involved in the party hitting the quarterback. Um, Aziz Ojolari and Kayvon Thibodeau really wrecked havoc that game. Dexter Lawrence also had two QB hits. So I'm excited to see what those guys can continue to do. And if Aziz and Kayvon and Dex and hopefully Leonard Williams is back this week, if they can continue to win their 1v1 battles, but also how are the commanders going to defend and respond to a lot of Wink Martindale's untouched pressures that happened two weeks ago that was kind of derived off a scheme. And they created like one-on-ones. Like Jihad Ward's sack was a one-on-one with a tight end. Aziz Ojolari hit one of his his strip sack was a one-on-one with a tight end. Which I think that gets lost in the blitzes of Wink Martindale. It's like, oh, it's just blitzing, bringing more pressure. But what it also does is it forces your best players to get one-on-ones and unfavorable matchups with the offense. Um, and now that the Giants don't just have one guy... It makes it a lot harder for offenses to do that. So just do that. But there's just got to be a more. There's got to be more emphasis on containing Heineke within the pocket. You know, like that that fourth down conversion to Curtis Samuel uh, last game. Aziz Ojolari like went like jumped on a fake. You know, like don't jump on the fakes with Heineke. Like it's got to be a- emphasis on keeping him contained within the pocket in the passing game. Um, Donay Holmes will be back, which should be an upgrade. Again, Darnay's not he's not very good in man coverage, but it should be an upgrade over Zion Gilbert. Um, even though Zion Gilbert's a little longer than him versus Jahan Dotson, who had five catches, fifty-four yards, and a touchdown. Also had four, you know, five catches on nine targets. Um Somebody who I want to talk about though. I mean, you know Terry McLaurin's gonna Yeah, Terry get McLaurin is not like gotta stop Terry McLaurin. He's gonna get his yards. But I will say Curtis Samuel had you know, uh, six catches on seven targets, 63 yards, two first downs. And then he had three rushing attempts, 23 yards and one first down. He had 6.3 yards before contact per attempt. So something to keep an eye on and something that I thought worked that maybe Washington will do a little bit more, especially if the running game maybe isn't as there as much as maybe they want to. Curtis Samuel, like where uh, noting where he is on the football field, because he kind of is a, a player that could be anywhere and everywhere for Washington. Keeping an eye on him and playing assignment football on Curtis Samuel, I think, is going to be very important this game because he is a uh, a weapon that the Giants haven't seen a ton this year, kind of lining up anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, I, I think he had like a twenty plus yard run on on one of those, and then yeah. again he had that big conversion. So. Uh, but like you said with Terry, Terry's going to get his. You know, he had eight catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Just And also tackle better. Um, the Giants' defense has been good at not missing tackles that game, not so much. Um, let's talk about their run game before we bring Danny on. Robinson and Gibson combined for 30 carries. I can't believe – I don't remember them running the ball this much, but they did. You know, those their two main backs combined 30 carries for 135 yards. They ran a lot of plays. <laughs> four and a half yards per attempt. Um, I went and charted it. 23 of 29 of their runs were successful. And again, we talked a lot about the Eagles last week and their offense. This is where it's like just contain them from having the big like point adding runs, um, you know, like the single plays. But it's just the Giants run defense is at a point right now. And especially if Leonard Williams doesn't play, which I think he might play this week. I hope he does. Yeah. With Leonard Williams out, their run defense is, is only can Dexter Lawrence make a play. Or maybe Michael McFadden makes like two plays a game. But Jalen Smith is so bad. The ba- like 
Ryder Anderson was a nice story with the pass rush. Like in the run game, he's you know he's a converted edge UDFA. Like he yep. got washed down. Uh, Mundo is can be hit or miss, but he's not great. Justin Ellis is horrible. Um, and then even with like Jihad, you know, is a pretty good edge setter. But they were using Jihad inside last week because of the lack of Leonard Williams. Like right, Kayvon and Aziz are never. Kayvon can get to that point, but those guys right now are decent at best edge setters. So the run defense is just so bad that it's just like you gotta, you kind of, you just gotta force like what kind of what Wink Martindale did, and it's why I like the way Wink Martindale does is like they can do some things well, but you just gotta create negative plays in the passing game, which the Giants defense did well um, versus the Commanders last week. Yeah, last, I loved, last game. I loved their game plan and their approach. Uh, last time, uh, you know, last time out, and they only scored 20 points, 13 points, basically through the first 58 minutes of the game. So, um, I, I like their defense approach. They didn't get the explosive play. They ran a lot, a lot of plays. They had 41 minutes of time of possession, obviously including overtime. So Washington ran a lot of plays, and that's also on the Giants not being able to sustain drives on the offensive side of the ball. But you know, just prevent the explosive play, allow a field goal if they cross the 50 yard line, and. Your offense has got to go to work here. Your offense has got to be the the reason why they win the game. Or forcing some turnovers is 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 nice too, and that may that may go with uh, my giant factor today. Anything else on our defense? No. All right, let's no. bring Danny King on. But first, today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. Live events are back, which means you can get twenty dollars off tickets at SeatGeek with promo code. Giants, if you don't know what SeatGeek is, they're a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. I've got the app on my phone, whether it's football, concerts, basketball, baseball, festivals, baseball's over, festivals or more. SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. Are you going to this game, Justin? No, I'm not. I really want to. Uh, I woke up Thursday morning and I texted two of my buddies and I'm like, come on, like, uh, you know, one of my buddies is still in college. Uh, come on, I'll, I'll have you back Monday. For, I'll have you back Monday for the exam. You study in the hotel while I'm recording, and you study like in the car. I'll drive. I don't think I'm going. I really want to, but I'm not. Well, if I'm I were look. to go, buy the tickets on Seeky. Well, they got tickets for like eighty bucks. It's it's very it's cheap. It's not bad. Not bad They'll at take all. Take over Virginia. Um. Actually, it's in Maryland. What am I thinking? Um, Close to Virginia. SeatGeek raised every ticket from 0 to 10 to make uh, sure you are getting a good deal. Green means good. Red means bad. Everyone who's gotten a red light ticket like me, you know that. Every ticket on SeatGeek is backed by their buyer guarantee so you can shop for tickets with confidence. Don't worry. We've got the hookup. Use code GIANTS for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code GIANTS. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, we now welcome on to the program our meteorologist, Danny. Danny, were you Danny King? Danny, were you right last week? Uh, I think I said that I might have been wrong a little because I think I said it was not going to be as much rain, but I think I said there might be some rain. I'm going to tell you what. You were right. Because by the time that I left, I think it started to rain more towards the latter part of the game. And then when the game was over, it definitely rained a lot. Like, I almost, like, crashed and died on my way home. But it 
wasn't raining that bad when I was there. So you were right. I, d- I definitely said it's going to be cold. I know that. And I definitely- It, it was cold. I, I mentioned rain. I don't know when I said it would rain, though. That's the no, you, you said like raining would... in the entire- Like, every single thing on my weather app right now is either rain or snow in my college town in Minnesota. <laughs> and also up here, Danny, is it is it, like, raining and, like, snowing by you? I'm I'm home now. It's well, no, I'm saying up by. Oh. Well, even you're you're up for me too. No, it, it, it's it's perfectly fine right now. It's just cloudy. Well, New York well, City rain, Satellite Beach rain, Northfield. Yep. There's like a snow. foot of snow coming to East Rutherford rain. My college, Cairo, snow. New York rain. Fantastic. Mobile, Alabama, nice and sunny. Can't wait to see. You. <laughs> Can't wait to go. <laughs> Mobile, baby. What's the weather like in Landover, Maryland this week, uh, Danny? I mean, there's probably going to be like a sewage pipe break that happens at at some part of the stadium this week, but that's not part of the weather forecast. It's going to be cold. It's going to be like really cold. It's going to be 32 degrees at kickoff, but it's going to feel like 25. Oh, not and, going. And it, there's going to be eight mile per hour wind. So it's not it's not going to be windy, but it, it, it's going to be a cold ass night in Landover, and it's only going to keep going down. By the time the fourth quarter comes around it's gonna be 30 degrees but it's gonna feel like 23 degrees so if you're going it's gonna be cold it's gonna be cold it's cold any trivia for this week there is some trivia so obviously once again I'm, since we played washington and i've probably done so many uh trivia questions on washington i decided to change it up this week because the last time the giants played in a meaningful game with playoff implications it was january 3rd 2021 which is that 2020 season we all know about that season and it was against the dallas cowboys in which the giants won 23 to 19 which a win would send them to the play- uh, if the eagles won they would get sent to the playoffs we're not going to talk about, the- about that game but as andy dalton and the cowboys were driving down the field andy dalton's pass was intercepted at the goal line which was intended for dalton schultz who was the pass intercepted by? Now, I have a multiple choice list if you would want. No, no. Or, the, dude, you okay. can't get multiple choice. This was uh, two years ago. So I 120% know the answer. But I'm going to let Justin go first to see if he knows it. Oh, this is Xavier McKinney. Yeah, this is the easiest trivia question of the year, Danny. You got anything else for us? Wow. I was just I was just trying to change it up. You guys have been getting. You not, said not it's the most. It's the most, this. That was the last meaningful, like huge, meaningful playoff implication I, game I, we played. I don't like, know. You think we're going to forget the last play of it? I mean, I don't know. They were getting tweeting at Skip Bayless after the game because there's also that play literally right after when uh, what's his name? One of the Wayne running backs. Fumbled. Old yeah, Wayne Goldman fumbled. Fumbled. So I thought y'all would just forget about the interception and uh, just forget about uh, Gabe Ruby Kitty. I was wrong, but you know, I just wanted to give you all an easy one because this is a stressful week for everyone. All right. Yeah, that was pretty easy. But you got you got to ask like who had you know uh, a catch that was controversial. And Joe Beck wouldn't shut up about it because maybe it wasn't a catch. And be like, the answer is Dante Pettis. <laughs> oh, I was thinking maybe Justin would forget because Xavier McKinney's not on the Giants anymore until I, he's back on the I field. I thought you were going to ask, say, the last Sunday night football game we played, which was the Colt McCoy game versus the Browns. No, I wasn't going to say that. I, I, I think I already also used the, the Giants uh, Commanders Thanksgiving game from 2017 for our Thanksgiving trivia. So I didn't want to use that again. It was going to be like, who did uh riley dixon pa- pass up to throw to nick gates and be like graham gano he was open on a slant and it's like well the play is not in progressions who did they colt mccoy throw to uh when the defense jumped off sides on a free play 20 yards down the sideline answer sterling shepherd anyways let's get into the fantasy draft 
Danny will be picking first this week. He has 415 points after a 49-point outing. He's 65 points back. I'll be picking second, but don't worry. I'm not in second. I am in first place. I want everyone to know that. I am first place with 480 points. Mm -hmm. And then Justin, after a strong outing last week, had 59 points. He is 4.7 points behind the lead. Behind the lead, Justin Pennick is. Um, I have something to say. Say Say something. Bobby Skinner last week had the gall, the gall to snark at my fantasy team and say, I kind of hate Justin's team. This would be an upset if Justin wins this week. He's just saying. And he gave like that typical Bobby Skinner look where he just didn't like something. He was snarky. 59 points. I'm under five points behind. I'm thinking to myself. Under five. You're, but I've never seen someone so proud of being in second place. Oh, yeah. You want to know why? How many points did I have week one? I gave everybody a bye week. Everybody has bad games. Yours just happened in week one. Oh, well, no. That was astronomically bad. My I bad think week I had happened two points. Week. How many How many points did I score week one? I had it's Canaries. It's about the point differential. It's not about your point total. No, but I basically gave everybody a bye week since nobody I picked in fantasy week one did anything. I basically had an irrelevant I don't know why you're bragging about sucking week one. No, but I'm saying that. I Hand up. Left hand up. Who are we, the commanders? No, we're not starting that one. <laughs> I gave everybody a bye week, and I made and clawed my way back, and I clawed my way back with a fantasy team. second place. That Bobby Skinner dismissed and said, stinks, ain't going to do anything, 59-point week, and I'm in second place, I'm coming for first place. I mean, the greatest pick in history was Boston Scott. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Well, if you did, it wouldn't be the first time second place took over first place in one of our games, which is uh, spread picks, which we'll talk about later. Danny, you have the first pick this week. Who are you going with? I'm going to do the man that Justin took of his first pick when we played the Commanders. I'm now going to take that pick from him, even though he's never going to get to Justin. It's going to be Terry McLaurin. Uh, Terry McLaurin uh, last time because they had the bye last week he had 24 points against the Giants and uh, the cornerback situation is not getting any better and uh, is it going to be Fabian Moreau on him again possibly or maybe they're I don't know what they're going to do there but I think Terry McLaurin is still going to have a day because he's just better than whoever the Giants can put on him yeah that's that's an easy first pick Um, so for me for my first pick so there's there's guys here that I would maybe take over this player, but this player is the most safe. And then there's a bunch of there's like a, a grouping of three that I think are have high ceilings. But I'm I'm gonna take the guy who's the safe pick for me here, and then just take the rest leftovers of the of the one Justin doesn't pick. I'm gonna go Brian Robinson Jr. He's just you know he's the running back. He gets a lot of carries for them. The Giants' run defense is really bad. Um, so I'm gonna go with the safe pick, Brian Robinson Jr. Uh, with my first pick, Justin. You have back to back picks. I will be taking Saquon Barkley. Safe pick. You know, uh, he's gonna he's gonna get volume, he's gonna get carries. Hopefully the Giants get down to the goal line, and then you get a touchdown out of it, boom. And we're home cooking. Now I'm basically stuck between two guys here. What else is new? Love saying that every week. Man. I believe in the Giants. I'm risking it for the biscuit. Give me Darius Slayton. That's who I wanted was Darius Slayton. I mean, he's he's been consistently putting up numbers every single week. I mean, he puts up double digits basically what? He had 18 against Houston, 13 Detroit. I mean, he's good. He had one bad drop. It was a very bad drop, don't get me wrong, but uh, Darius Slayton's our, our guy right now. 
first totals last week were like last week. I think what he had like three catches for thirty six or four for thirty six last week. Yeah, he was free, uh, free, uh, two catches for forty two yards. That's what you're saying. All right, I hate to do this in such a big game. Like I hate, I hate that. Like Justin's probably going to beat me because the Giants are going to win this game. Yes, I'm going to go Jahan Dotson. I mean, mm. this. The slot receiver is is favorable versus the New York Giants, and the Commanders like to do it. He had a game winning touchdown last week. I'm going to Jahan Dawson with my second pick, and I'm I'm feeling like I'm just going to get zapped by lightning with this thunderstorm. I actually right hear now. that, and I usually don't hear yeah, anything. That, on Zoom. I was about to say, I was like, "What the hell was that?" It's wow. Florida, baby. Danny, you have back to back picks. Oh, man, man, oh man, oh man. I'm going to take someone that had success against the Giants last time they played the Commanders, and that man's name is Curtis Samuel. Yeah. Curtis he, had four, he had 14 points uh, last time on six catches for 63 yards. Maybe he can uh, duplicate that performance. And then, and then, oh boy, I don't know where to go from here, if I'm being honest. Um, I just want to say, through the first two rounds, the board has went exactly in order of the Bobby Big Board. You guys are sticking true to the Big Board. Uh, I'm going to take Isaiah Hodgins had a game last time against the Commanders I'm going to take Isaiah Hodgins I almost took Richie James I almost did well you, you finally someone finally deviated from the Bobby Big Board on this um, I had Hodgins as 8th you took him 7th um, but he is their number 2 wide receiver I do think they want to get him a little more involved um, if they're a commander like the commanders are going to try and stop Slayton I think but, I'm, but the guy I had ahead of him is Daniel Bellinger he had 5 catches on 5 targets he is an outlet if the Giants coaching staff does truly adjust, there should be a little more checkdowns in their game, which means Daniel Bellinger uh, getting production. I know he's battling with that rib injury, but I'm going Daniel Bellinger with my third pick. Justin, back-to-back picks, your last two picks. Back-to-back picks. I am going to take – this is not the third round, right? Is this the third round? This is the third round. All right, I am going to take Richie James. Um, I think he's going to be all right, and I think he's going to play – from the concussion protocol, because I think they've been kind of ramping him up at practice. But just in case he doesn't play, um, I'm taking him in the back end of the third round so I can trade. And then I'm going to take... Is there anybody better than Logan Thomas available here? I really don't think so. So I'm just going to take Logan Thomas, the starting tight end for the commanders. I had Jaden Mickens on the big board, but then the Richie James, I put Richie James there. Um, I hate taking a guy that's questionable... The four, I'm going to go Antonio Gibson. Oh, I mm. forgot he existed. I, I think I, he's just the better. Back. I did as well. Danny, what's your last pick? Oh God, I mean, oh good lord, Bobby. Is there I someone really hope obvious? I lose this week. I really do. Bobby, is there someone obvious I should take? That's my question for you. Um, no. In fact, the only, I did, usually I do like a 15 man big board, even though there's 12 picks. I only yeah. did a uh, technically a 13 because Richie James was the ad late ad, but one of those is Jaden Mickens, who was not a part of it. Yeah. Because I don't think he's going to play. You know, I've gone away from this recently, and that's not taking the backup tight end. And I don't think the backup tight end for any team is going to do anything. But I'm so down in the dumps right now. I don't really want to take any of these other guys. You're down bad? Yeah, I'm really down bad. Nick Vanette. He has not been picked in a fantasy draft yet. Oh, I wasn't thinking Nick Vanette. I was thinking. Which, who, by the way, he had, he's, had, he's played two games for the Giants, two different numbers, 46, and then he took Tony's number 89. Let's see, Nick. What, it looks better in a tight end jersey anyways nah i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna no he's done i'm gonna take john bates the backup tight end for the commanders 
Boise State. All right, to recap, myself in first place has Brian Robinson Jr., Jahan Dotson, Daniel Bellinger, and Antonio Gibson. Justin in second place has Saquon Barkley, Darius Slayton, Richard James, and Logan Thomas. And then Danny has Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Isaiah Hodges, and John Bates. All right, it's time for Giant Factors, where we pick our X Factor for this game. Danny, who do you got? I mean, I was I was gonna go obvious at first, and I was gonna take Daniel Jones, but no one needs to hear my horrible speech about why Daniel Jones is a giant factor. I'm gonna take the guy that a lot of people are doubting uh, as of late, and that's Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton is basically the one guy on offense right now that could basically give us the spark we need. And I understand he had that massive drop against the Commanders, which ultimately led to that game ending in a tie. But you look at it, Darius Slayton has been productive this whole season for the Giants. He's been making plays. He's the one guy Daniel Jones can rely on week in and week out. And we need him again this week. Daniel Jones basically needs to have a perfect game. And Darius Slayton, as well as a wide receiver, basically needs to have a perfect game because outside of him, it's hard to see production coming from a lot of other sources outside of Saquon Barkley if he's good. So Darius Slayton, go out there, be a giant factor, catch a touchdown pass, maybe don't drop a key pass, make up for what you did in arguably the biggest, not arguably, the biggest game the Giants have played since, you could argue, 2016 in the Packers game uh, in Green Bay. But since 2021, when we played the Cowboys with, with the NFC East garbage title on the line. So, Darius Slated, get it done, buddy. I believe in you. All right. My giant factor. Now, we usually don't like to put guys like this on the giant factor because, like, it's the X factor, not the, you know, main one of the main faces. And there's been a guy this week who's been on ESPN hits and articles written about his future and how this game could mean a lot for his future. Um, my giant factor is not going to be that guy because I think those are mis those those storylines are misguided. The Washington Commanders do not play with heavy boxes all game. They are not going to stack the box all game versus the New York Giants. It's just not what they do. They play out of light boxes. They play out of two high coverages. Daniel Jones has been pretty solid even through this Giants losing streak outside the Lions game. Like he's been good. You know, it's, the rest of the team has let him down, in my opinion. And one of those people who's let him down has been Saquon Barkley. And you can hit me with stack boxes and guys behind the line of scrimmage, whatever. Saquon Barkley was drafted second overall. Saquon Barkley is supposed to be the best player, one of the best players at his position in the league. He's not breaking tackles. His yards uh, uh, after contact are directly correlated with his yards per carry going from 5 to 3.3, which is a pitiful number. Can we talk about this being a huge game for Daniel Jones and his future? How about this being a huge game for Saquon Barkley and his future? The playoffs are on the line, which means talk about guys who need to step up in the biggest performances. Honestly, Daniel Jones, for the most part, has in, in primetime games. But you have Evan Ingram drop versus the Eagles. You know, the Cowboys game earlier this year where everybody else sucked besides him. You know, the Darius Slayton drop last week. Saquon Barkley, step up. Step up above the surroundings. I know it's not easy for you. I know you are not all to blame for the lack of success you've had, but you are some to blame. And you know what? Step up, make guys miss, be a superstar. Okay. You weren't drafted second overall to get four yards, hit the holes and go. You were drafted second overall to be a superstar, be a superstar with all the lights on. Okay. You've, you are on a horrible stretch right now. Step up and be a fucking playmaker for the Giants and put points on the board for the Giants. Not just, oh, he did some good things and the O-line. No, let's go back to the beginning of the season. And I want to be saying the things we said in the beginning of the season. If the Giants don't win these games without Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley directly added points. 
not just took what was there. Saquon Barkley, you need to be a giant factor in this Sunday night football game versus the Commanders. Justin. Well, I am going to go the route of, man, if this guy has a good game, it could result in a future with the New York football Giants. He is on an expiring contract. There were some missed opportunities that he had last week that he could have converted. And that player is Julian Love. Julian Love, you are my giant factor for today. He had an interception that you let right through your hands. You you were going after a ghost. You were diving after a ghost last week, and you missed that interception. You let Devontae Smith walk in for a touchdown. Whether you're going to be siding and shading towards Terry McLaurin's side, whether you're going to be shading and helping Darnay Holmes in the slot or Curtis Samuel on the opposite side of the field, Julian Love, you're going to be kind of in a role that, you know, maybe you wouldn't necessarily fully be in if it wasn't for Xavier McKinney's ATV accident, but Xavier McKinney was the dummy. You're the smart guy. You're on the field. You're the leader. Be a leader. Be maybe even a captain. Be a giant factor this Sunday, Julian Love. Let's get another interception. Let's get a turnover like you did in Dallas. Let's win some games. I just some games. Giant factors can sometimes be a little boring segment. I, I got fired up for this week's. I was, I was passionate. I, that's clippable right there, in my opinion. Spread picks. Spread picks. First place after a five and two week is me. Good old me at 51 and 55 overall. The guy who was in first place is tied for second with Danny King. Both of you guys are 49 and 57. Danny went four and three. Justin went three and four last week. And then the listeners went four and three. They went, they're 48 and 58. They will be represented by Evan Walrath, who, by the way, will be at the commanders game. And he was a spread uh, guest pick at the first repeat listener picker. After last week, week 16, he went 4-4. Four and four. But before we get into the spread picks, who are they brought to us by? Oh, I mean, you guys know it at this point. Our spread picks, as always, are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner on the NFL. And you know what? They are my, and they should be your go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Is it because of the same game parlays? I got it right that time. Easy and fast payouts, player player prop options, etc. They got everything you would want. Because right now, customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Right now, everyone can earn, earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Now, once again, I just like throwing out a fun game every once in a while. The game that's I, I the the spread I really like this week is the Cowboys Jaguars. Uh, there are a, Jaguars are a four point underdog, and the Cowboys kind of almost lost to the Texans last week. So I'd be all over that because the Jaguars are a good team, and they can maybe uh have a little fun with them good old boys of Dallas. So right now. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code JOHNBOY as per usual. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code JOHNBOY, J-O-M-B-O-Y. I could spell it out for you every single time. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See them. Show notes for details. Guys, breaking news. Breaking news. Ellison Smith is being placed on the IR. Oh. oh, oh no! Oh no! Remember when I called him a surprise cut candidate in camp? 
like thinking that was actually going to be a surprise yeah. if they actually did that. All right, I'm doing a tweet. Okay, over under. I'm dead. 75 defensive career snaps for Ellison Smith. As a giant or for his whole career? Well, what, what do you mean Danny, as a giant? Danny, good Lord. What do you mean as a giant? He's only been a giant. I know. I'm saying, Bobby say like, oh, like currently, oh, I thought he was saying like and, and the rest of his career. Snaps. This is not counting special team snaps. Oh, I thought he was talking about like for like the rest of his career after he's cut by the Giants. Oh, no, That's no, what no. I thought. Oh, well, yeah. That's um, what I thought. I mean, I, I have to go under. Seven oh, under, defensive yeah. snaps? No shot he's had it over. You guys are very wrong. 121. He no, played, one. They played him a decent chunk last year. Are you counting preseason? Oh no, yeah, they played him. They played him a decent chunk last year as a filler. He would basically shoot into the B gap or the A gap uh, when guys were running stunts around him. Yeah. Yeah, but they played him. <laughs> they played him. He also had a blocked punt last week, and then immediately allowed a Boston Scott uh, kick, uh, kickoff return. I'm yeah, just... he's got 100, 121 for his career. Only 14 this year, though, so that's why it makes it feel like. Um, I got I bought I freaking bought a Northern uh, Iowa, it's, yeah, Northern Iowa University hat at Ross because of Ellison Smith. Hey, this yeah. is what you do to me. <laughs> this is what, he does. what you do to me. You betray me like this. I All think right, he's like picks. I think he's like the only player besides Gary Brightwell that you didn't do like a draft breakdown of. Uh, <laughs> I did do a draft year. breakdown on him. You, you did? did? Yeah. Sorry to hear that. But it was using broadcast film. Uh-huh. Oh. Wait, wait, oh wait, I remember making the thumbnail now. Okay. Rashad Weaver um is like second out of that draft class in pressure rate and I wanted him. Um what do you know? Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to be the I wanted this guy in the draft guy cuz then you can go back and point out the ones I would Be that guy. With. Um I'm pretty good in the first round though. I will say that. Which actually, you know what? That's not, that's not, I don't know if that's something to brag about. I don't know, but people screw up the first round a lot. Is this, is this the time I mentioned I like Micah McFadden? Sorry, I don't think Micah McFadden's been like a disappointment. I think if Micah McFadden played against with a decent Mike linebacker, he would actually be more liked by Giants fans. Micah McFadden was my honorable mention at Giant Factor today. Really? Yeah, just, I was about how, to do it, but I figured it's just Julian how much Love impact can he have with their surroundings? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was that was part of my reasoning for not. Like if there's having... any player who's being more negative, most who's being most negatively aff- affected by their surroundings this year, it's like DJ Saquon, Micah McFadden. Mm. Micah McFadden won. Um, <laughs> all right, spread picks. First game, Thursday night football. This one means a lot for the Giants. We got 49ers at Seahawks plus three. Glock Purdy, which is a great nickname. Uh, Glock. <laughs> he will be playing. The listeners are going 49ers minus three. I am too. Part of it, I just like Glock Purdy, uh, Mr. Irrelevant, which is something that I will remember forever. Um, Mr. Like the last three Mr. Irrelevants we, we've done live streams for. Grant Stewart from Houston, Tay Crowder, and then Glock Purdy. Uh, I'm going 49ers minus three. Justin, what are you going second place? 49ers <laughs> because they got to win. They got to so we're going to do another Thursday night of us all picking the same picks, aren't we? And we're going to lose like we did last week with Baker Mayfield. Danny, who are you going? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going to make you do that as much as you don't want to do it. I, I just can't right now bet against the Niners. They're really good, and Brock Purdy is also pretty good. And the, the Seahawks are like the Giants right now. They they hit that that lull, and uh, I believe they get it done. I'm just not going to take them. Another Thursday night football tweet of us all picking the same pick. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, 
Saturday game. Ooh. Dolphins at Bills minus seven. Who are you going in this one, Danny? I have not been circling the wagons as of late, but I will be getting back on the wagons this week with the Buffalo Bills uh, beating the Dolphins. Look, I, I think the Dolphins, I like Mike McDaniel. I like how he's trying to make this whole cold weather thing, uh, like the team's like model right now. I wish it was colder. You're not going to wish it was colder when you're up there in Buffalo because if you had heaters on at 55 degrees, you're not going to have fun in 20-degree weather. I'm sorry. You're going to lose. I'm going to go the Dolphins, though, man. I know they, the last couple games have been pretty rough for them. But the Bills like to, you know, they I guess they played a little more man this year, but they like to get sit back in their zones. Um, I think the Dolphins lose this game, but they do keep it within seven. I'm going Dolphins plus seven. The listeners agree with Danny. Justin, who are you agreeing with? Yeah, I think they're gonna I think Dolphins are just gonna cover. It's a big spread. All right. Justin does not want to gain ground. Apparently, he's just taking all the same picks as me. <laughs> I guess Danny's in second place too. Lions yeah. at Jet. We got two pick'em games this week. Lions at Jets pick'em. Oh. I'm kind of in on the Lions. Like I, I, oh. and I, and I am not in on Mike White and and an injured Mike White at that. Um, even though I could see also Mike White lighting up this Lions defense, but I don't know. This is a, a this is a very tough Jets defense in the outside, which can like bring like very well could bring Jared Goff back to earth, like the Patriots did earlier in the year. But I still go Lions, even though I'm obviously desperately rooting for the Jets to win this game. I'm going Lions. The listeners are going Lions as well. What are you going, Justin? I'm going Jets. Got a feeling. Just got a feeling. I like it. Danny, who are you going? I mean, I'm just happy we get to watch this game because it's going to be fun. I will be going the Lions. I'm restoring the roar. Mike White was literally speared in half last week. I don't know how he's going to play this week, but I think the Lions are just – it's going to be fun, though. It's just going to be a fun game. I saw somebody being like, Giants fans are rooting for other teams to lose, so they it's like, yeah, dumbass. That's what they're, that's that is Welcome what to it the playoffs. Means. That's what happens in December. So like, Welcome that's, to the playoffs. A, that's a very fun thing about being a fan is rooting for other teams to lose to help your team out. Um, next pick'em game, we got the Joe Judge versus Patrick Gramble. Oh, oh god, Patriots that's a game. Oh yeah, we pick flexed em. this game. Patriots at Raiders pick'em. We need to get uh, a picture of Judge. Maybe we can reach out to some people and be like, let's get a let's get a picture of the guys on the sideline. Um, Justin, who are you going in the in the Judge versus Gramble? Pats, Ramadre Stevenson probably not going to play. I just benched him in my fantasy matchup, which is big this week. But I don't think he's going to play. I'm still going with the Pats, though. I think uh, Harris will be back, though. Danny, who you got? This this game sucks because Patrick Graham, Graham's defense blew it last week. I hate the Patriots offense, but they're still winning right now. I'm going to have to go to Patriots. Uh, as, as much as I hate the screen game, they run with um, known off of the coordinator, Matt Patricia. Myself and the listeners will also be going Patriots. So it's it's all across the board. This game weirdly matters. Falcons at Saints minus four. Uh you know, the Bucks lose and the Falcons win, and they are tied for first place in the division. Desmond Ritter's first start. I'm not a big Desmond Ritter fan, but I weirdly think he can operate that Falcons offense probably better than Mariota. Um, but I still am going to go Saints minus four. I know. But, I mean, both these teams suck. It's, I mean, they truly are the 2020 NFC East. Um, so I'm going Saints minus four. The listeners are going Falcons plus four. Where are you going, Danny? I'm just glad to know what it was like to actually watch the NFC East from an outside perspective. Now, uh, apparently Mariota left the team, which that's interesting. That's fun. He had that's a all. kid. 
Yeah, the kid didn't know that. Uh, NFL yeah. means a lot to me. He just, I know. He just left. Yeah, I thought he just left. Well, he, well, he did leave the team for like personal reasons, and then like the next day, it's like, oh, he's having. He yeah, that was not made clear from anyone. But that's besides the point. So like everyone was making their jokes, and then it's like yeah. the next day, it's like, oh, he just had a baby. Yeah, a kid. Valid reason. Uh, give me the Falcons. Uh, I'm, I'm rooting for Desmond Ritter to to have a good game out there today. That'll be interesting to wash with Ritter because I think Ritter can do some really nice things. My issue with Ritter in the draft was like he just doesn't have the prerequisites of arm talent and accuracy for me to want, like him. But he does like he kind of plays the quarterback like out of those. So the guys we evaluated last year, uh, which was Pickett, Willis, uh, Howell, Ritter, and then um, Crow. I actually thought Ritter played the position the best. He just did not have the prerequisites I want. I needed. Um, Justin, who are you going? Oh, man. You really had to scrape the bottom of the barrel to get this game on there, huh? Yeah, and hindsight, I thought about, well, this game, I, there's a lot about playing all the Saturday games on, but when I did it, I didn't realize there were three Saturday games. So but next week, all the Saturday, I guess well, next week, all the, yeah. the Xmas Day Sunday games will be on there. Falcons uh, cover. I don't, I don't really want to have those Christmas games. <laughs> I think they suck. They're awful. Um, Cowboys at Jags plus four. Earlier in the season, I wasn't buying the hype, but here's the thing. Cowboys, I think, are going to start to stumble. I'm waiting for it. I mean, the, they, the tech, they barely beat out the Texans. Preach. This Jaguars uh, offense is very capable of doing, you know, the thing that worries me about the Jaguars, one, Trevor Lawrence is playing pretty well, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, he's coming off his best game. But it's like they just, they have options. You know, they have the running game with ETN, and then, like, every single one of their wide receivers, plus even Ingram to an extent, even though like he's coming off his best game, but he had like combined forty yards to four games before, um, and I think that's what will give the Cowboys issue. So I'm going Jags plus four. Cow- Jaguars are winning this game, and I'm not even totally bought in on the Jaguars. This is more anti-Cowboys than pro-Jaguars. Listeners are going Cowboys minus four. Justin, what are you going? Jags. Daniel. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence on a heater. That is true. Jaguars are five and eight. Uh, their overall record, their record against the spread, five and eight. That's pretty fun. I'm gonna take Jaguars as well because uh, I think they could give Dallas fits right now. Titans at Chargers plus three. Who do you have in this game, Justin? Chargers. Danny. So the Chargers are the underdogs. If I'm reading this correctly, right? Yes. Okay, I'll take it. The Chargers. Uh, Titans. God, they're they're tough, tough time to be a Titans fan right now. Tough time. The listeners are going Chargers. I'm going Titans. The Chargers are not a good defense stopping the run. What do the Titans like to do? They like to run the ball. I'm going Titans minus three. They're going to run it up their gut on these hoes. Social media quarterback. Don't do that. I, stop giving Emmanuel Ocho the attention he wants. These blue check marks in football, like you just have to ignore it. Or is that me- is that where that started? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was, it was that guy. Oh, come, why are we why are we doing that for Emmanuel the thing Ocho? Is, is Football Twitter is not used to like the distraction, like the NBA. So part of me kind of likes it because like if he, well, he gets the attention he wants, but it also like puts it out there. It's like if you treat the NFL the way people treat like cover the NBA, we will kill you. So there's two sides of it, but I just I'm on like the side of like ignore it. Like his highest rating show ever had to have been Monday after that game. I'm going Titans minus three. Bengals at Bucks plus three and a half. I'm going Bengals minus three and a half. I'm not. As much as I trust Tom Brady, the Bucks just suck, and the Bengals are good right now. I'm going Bengals minus three and a half. Justin. Yeah, I think the Bengals blow them out. Danny. Yeah, I'm expecting another uh, cutaway from CBS this week. Uh, give me the Bengals. 
you know what I almost said because this is like the second to last game. Like this might be Sunday night football, but it's like no, the Giants are. Somehow. They are Sunday night football. All right, Danny, what is your score prediction for Giants Commanders? Oh, big game, big game, guys. Uh, last time we played them, it was it wasn't a win, it wasn't a loss, but it felt like a loss at the end of the day. But it helped us in a way. It doesn't matter. This game means everything. For the Giants, for the Commanders, for everyone, this game means basically the world right now. I don't have warm, fuzzy feelings inside right now. I just don't because the Giants have been pretty bad recently. They've been pretty bad recently. But I can't go into the most important game this franchise has played in years, maybe a year and a half, and not not say they're going to win because the Giants are going to win. Are they going to score 30 points? No. Are they going to – It's got the Giants are going to get 20 points. 20 points. Commanders will score 17, and the New York Giants will be in prime position to make the wild card and verse whoever they will verse. New York Giants, they're going to win. They're going to win. Score prediction. 2017. (laughs) Justin, what's your score prediction for this game? Gear the fuck up. Giants win 26-17. Make a memory make a memory on sunday night football national television let the world that we hear let the world know we back up as the kid says as the kids say all right before i get into my score prediction uh if you're going to the game the uh there is a there's a free tailgate uh at giants fan at dc runs it um i want like i want he asked me to to talk about it so it's, it's a free tailgate um it's in the H orange parking lot. H as in horny, orange as in the fruit orange parking lot. Uh, they'll have a they'll have a Giants canopy, two to three grills, cornhole uh, flip cup. Um, just bring your own drinks and uh, you know it says bring some drinks and food and elevate the playoff atmosphere. So um, at Giants fan in DC, follow him, message him if you need to do it. So I just at want Giants to, so- fan in DC. And then also, happy birthday to Carson. Your brother Jet sent me a message. Happy birthday, Carson. Happy birthday, Carson. All right. I don't need to say much. A lot of times I get a little wordy in this. No. This game is the playoffs. Win it. Win or die. Like, this this is win or die right now. Win or die. I choose the win, and the Giants will win 77-0. We appreciate you guys. Enjoy this game. Enjoy victory. We'll be back Monday with a victory podcast. The first ever primetime Talking Giants victory podcast on Monday. Write it down, put it in a book, and then burn it. Let's burn that stadium down. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you then. Until then, let's go Big Blue.